Hello and welcome to this special Mother's Day edition of the Fierce Calling Podcast. The relationship between mother and daughter is precious, fragile at times, and foundational for breathing life into future generations. Although this is a Mother's Day episode, it's not just for Mother's Day, it's for every day because relationships matter to God, and I'm sure He is especially fond of the bond between mother and daughter. We're talking today about what happens when there's unhealthy generational patterns in family relationships, and what steps can mothers and daughters take to actively break those patterns. We're talking about conversation starters when it's hard to talk with your mom or your daughter. This podcast is about a community of women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. For Blake Daniel and her mom, Dr. Helen McIntosh, that included writing a book, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters, because their hearts long to see restoration and broken pieces mended in the lives of moms and their girls. I'm excited for you to hear what they had to say, so listen in while I have a chat with Blythe Daniel and her mom, Dr. Helen McIntosh. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm so excited. This is a special edition for Mother's Day, but not only Mother's Day, for all days because mothers and daughters have a precious relationship and sometimes it can get a little bit messy and hurtful and difficult to navigate. But my guests today are not only authors and mother and daughter, but Dr. Helen McIntosh is a counselor, speaker, and educator, and she's also authored many different books. And Blythe Daniel, her daughter, is a literary agent and marketer with over 20 years of experience in publishing. And her passion is helping authors share their unique stories. And I am blessed to have both of them here today sharing their unique story so that others can learn and grow and find restoration in relationships that may be broken or just need a little help. Welcome to the show, Dr. Helen and Blythe. Thank you so much. We're excited to be with you. Awesome. That is so great. Well, I just love the book Mended that you both wrote. Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters. And I was very blessed to be on the launch team for this book because it's such an important message. There just seems to be a lot of different struggles that we have with relationships. So if one of you would like to speak on the importance of the mother and daughter relationship and why perhaps there is so much strife at times. Dr. Helen, would you like to start? Um, You know, as a counselor, I'd have to say that most everyone with tears about their relationships with family members is because there have been years of history of unresolved conflicts. You know, it's just layer upon layer upon layer of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And Blythe and I've heard so many stories over the years, and I don't want to minimize the wonderful counseling that can take place to go way back in time. But I would say that Blythe and my passion is to help women right where they are to move forward, that the suggestions that we have put in the book Mended take you from the present into the future just very quickly. We've got dozens and dozens 
of conversation starters, or we call them relationship starters, to just help that first awkward conversation, you know, when you don't know quite what to say and you feel so much that something needs to be done. And this is quite the week to do it. Life has heard me tell the story of how many years and years I stood in front of Mother's Day cards, wondering what I could give my mother, who was quite difficult. And I, I wish that I had known what to say to her. And I would have probably said something like, Mom, I know we're having a difficult time and we have so much tumultuous history, but could we start again? And mom, what do you think we need to do to make things better? So that's uh, an example of some of the messages that we have for you. You know, I think that um, in our day and age that there are so many mothers that have abandoned their role. You know, there's this splintered model of mothering. And so what we want women to know is that they can choose to make things new, that restoration um, really does give you the gift of mothering and of being mothered. For instance, some people haven't had a really good role model, and so they don't know how to mother themselves. And so um, we, we say that restoring the heart is a spiritual journey, that you know, as you go to God, that he restores you. And from that, then you're able to then understand his heart for you and the way that you can restore your heart with your mother or daughter. And so, you know, we really were seeing just mothers and daughters that we would come in contact with that were just saying, I don't know what to say to my mother or my daughter. And they even doubted that there could be a good relationship between a mother and daughter. And so we really wanted to provide a resource that would encourage mothers and daughters that that it's possible to have a good relationship and that they can operate more freely in their homes and in their relationships with each other. A lot of it is, is what to say and how to make repairs between you. So there's a lot of broken dreams and broken conversations, but we don't have to continue in broken relationships that need repair. So that's what this book Mended is about. Hmm. I love that. And I love how you were sharing how it doesn't have to be this way because oftentimes we might just settle for what is, and mm. the relationship might not even be that broken, but it's just lacking and it could actually be better. And that's what I love about the book too. And I remember the stories in the book and the one in particular stood out also that I can recall, Dr. Helen, when you were talking about washing lettuce at the sink, <laughs> you just wish that you could just do it right. How does it affect even a young daughter going forward when words can be so hurtful? Well, we've established that relationships matter and connected with that is that words matter and messages matter. In other words, we can say certain words, but there's always a message or two attached to it. And oh, ouch, ouch, those lines that don't go very well are so painful. And when my mother would say, as I was trying to help her wash lettuce, <laughs> you can't do anything right. And those messages just stung and stayed with me. And even as a, a believer, I knew how to line it up with God's word. And that is probably what kept me whole. But it is so tough for so many women, so many families, as Fly said, there's so many broken dreams. And I can say that the brokenness in families is all about each one of them's issues. <laughs> but 
we are concentrating pretty much in the book on the relationship. So we're not saying that this will heal the mother and heal the daughter, but there's a good chance it could move the relationship to a healthy place. Thank you. And Blythe, I love in the book too, how you were sharing during the writing of the book, how your relationship with your mom, how that really strengthened during that time. And there was some difficult seasons, even when you were writing the book together that came about, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, we started the process of, of writing a book together. We, we wanted to be able to just share some things that we had learned just from our investment in our relationship with each other that we would hope would encourage other women. And so during the season that we were writing, uh, mom was diagnosed with lymphoma. And so she started chemo and through a pretty exhaustive process with that. And, and really throughout that, it changed her physical body but it didn't change the heart inside of her. And that's what I saw the strong woman who would always was always out loving on people and loving me. Well, it took some time for her to be able to do some of those things again. And, and things aren't perfect now for her um, with her health, but you know, she was in a place where she was vulnerable enough to receive words from me that, that didn't threaten her. For instance, I would say, mom, is it okay if I do this for you? And is it okay if I share what I'm sensing that's happening to you right now in this season? And what do you think about trying this aspect? So as we were writing, we were coming into just a stronger place in our relationship because we weren't going to let this thing drive us apart. The, the sickness, the diagnosis that had been given to her. And so, you know, one of the things that we sense happens sometimes with mothers and daughters and really probably all relationships is that when you go through tougher seasons together, there's a potential for it to drive you apart just because opinions rise to the surface and there's differences or there's, we think we should do it this way, or, you know, there's just all kinds of things that could surface that can drive you further apart. But what we sensed was that we were going to cling to what we knew was true and that God was for us and that God loves us and that we're going to be able to com- continue to communicate, even when some of that communication was not there because she literally couldn't come to the phone. You know, we trusted each other and we were able to work through strengthening even those things that felt awkward for me being the daughter Mm -hmm. saying, you know, mom, I think you should do this. Are you okay with that? And, you know, so I think sometimes those tough things, and there are a lot of people that are probably walking through some really challenging times right now with family, maybe you're at home with maybe taking care of your mother, or um, maybe you're a daughter and you have young children at home and it's hard to be the mom that you really want to be for them. We just want to say that there's just a lot of room for grace. I think that's our main message is that we don't want to shame someone or make them feel like they should be doing things the way we think they should do it. We want to come together in a grace-filled conversation season and being able to ask things that would draw each other out rather than separate us. And so we've seen that when we humble ourselves before each other, and before God, those types of conversations can happen. But when we stay focused on being right and making sure that our argument is heard or that, that we walk away feeling like we've got it all under control or that we can control the other person, mm-hmm. and those things are our motives. It just doesn't lead to productive conversations or the relationship. It really drives us further apart. So Life, you mothered me well. <laughs> and I've had there are many listening who have had to step in to mother their mother. 
and mm -hmm. um, the principles that we are learning and have learned really help. And I appreciate everything you did, Blythe. I still love having her mother me at times. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> and I really love how you were growing together while the book was being written and you were actually taking your own advice from the book, you know, with these things, you were actually living the book. I know oftentimes you hear authors say while they're writing the book, they're living the book, they're living the message and how you put God in the center of it. It's really uh, amazing and so encouraging. And when you were talking, Blythe, earlier about asking your mom, is it okay for this or is it okay for that? And I, I love that in the book, how it covers asking permission to be able to speak because sometimes we forget that, don't we? We absolutely do. It's so natural to come out and say, well, you should do this, or I think that you need to think about this. And it sounds more controlling or demanding. And, you know, a lot of times we can mean that with a good heart to say, well, you know, gosh, I've experienced this. And so let me tell you what I think you should do. And what that says to us is that being right is more important than the relationship or that I couldn't have thought of that on my own. And you, you had to tell me that because I couldn't have come up with it on my own. So then we automatically get defensive. Like, well, mm -hmm. does she not think that I would have already thought of that? So it's, it's really helpful to be able to ask in a question form before you just dart in and share, is, is it okay if I give you some feedback? And, you know, sometimes the timing is just off. And so the person might say, no, it's not a good time right now. And then you can tuck that away and come back to it mm -hmm. rather than say something that you're just really wanting to get out and off your chest, but it's not going to be received well because the person is letting you know that it's not a good time. So it's just really trying to be respectful of when and where to talk. And, you know, so for some of the listeners, they may not physically be able to talk to their mom right now. They might be in a place where their mom may not be accessible or they cut ties off with their mom. And so we've encouraged people to you know, work on texts or send a, a, an old fashioned letter or record a video and send that as a conversation starter. Um, sometimes it's harder for some people to get on the phone and start talking. But when you when you guide them through something that might be more comfortable for them, then you can start to see some people open up. So you might want to think about what's the best way to communicate right now. And since it's Mother's Day, Maybe it's a card that you, you know, verbally record and send over as just a, a way that you want to start some discussions with your mom, recognizing that things are not where you'd want them to be, but that you care about her and you want to see things restored. Some of the best words that we can give our mom is I love you and I care about you. I don't know exactly what to say, but, but I want us to be repaired in our relationship. I want us to have a deeper relationship. And so it opens the door for further communication about how. Mm, I love that. Dr. Helen, do you have any comments on that? Oh, she's on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the conversation starters that we included in the book have as the last sentence, what do you think we need to do to make things better? And it's just, it's a wonderful way of pitching the ball to their court. Again, it's because you're not taking the position that you know have all the answers and that you know what to say and you're driving the conversation and uh, you're telling the other person what needs to be done. It works so well to initiate the conversation and say what you're longing for, that you're longing to be repaired, but then to ask them what they think that, that needs to happen to make things better is a wonderful posture. 
and it's quite effective. <laughs> Opening the door. Yeah, it does. Let's just air it out. <laughs> one, one thing that mom said for me one time was even when I became a mom and she didn't want to overstep um, her boundaries there. I remember one of the things that she said or she asked me was, what role do you see me playing? Mm. And that was so good because she wasn't trying to insert herself and she was giving me the freedom to say, well, this is what I need you to do, or this is what I would want you to do. And so sometimes just gently asking without there being a hint of, of an agenda behind mm-hmm. it, but for her to be, you know, for us to be able to say to each other, what role do you see me playing? Or do you want to hear what it was like for me when I was a young mom? And do you want to hear how I handled that situation with you? Mm-hmm. And And so sometimes just being able to have a bit more of a friendly interaction and just a, um, an opportunity to open the door where your, your daughter or your mother can really share. I, I think we just sometimes get this idea that all our discussions have to be heavy and have mm-hmm. to be like defining where the relationship is between you. And we're just trying to want to bring some levity into that to just say, you know, it's an important relationship. But one of the things that is really helpful for your relationship is to find out what are those things that you have enjoyed together over the years that you could go back to? What are those safe conversations that you can go to where they've brought you joy in the past? You know, trying some of that really does help you get to a place where you can have some of those harder conversations. Mm. It's great how you were talking about what role do I need to play? Like that is amazing because I imagine if someone just steps in and takes a role and just assumes that they can do a certain thing a certain way, it could really start to build resentment with the other person. And it just kind of builds and builds. And then, and then they really need your book because, you know, <laughs> it's just like they're not expressing what they're really feeling. So I love that. And I know a lot of it also has to do with forgiveness. So how does that all play into this whole picture? Well, we describe three possible scenarios. There, there may be three kinds of situations where we ask forgiveness. The first is when we bring ourselves to God and make that wonderful connection and ask forgiveness for our sins. Secondly, um, when we have offended someone and we clearly know we have, then we ask forgiveness. But thirdly is the tricky one. (laughs) That's the one where somebody really owes us an apology, but it's not moving the needle. I mean, they're not going to probably make that happen. And one of the ways we've seen that is so effective is let's say that you only had were maybe 5% in arrears and they had the 95% for you to come forward and ask forgiveness for, for that to the other person just opens wide the door. And it would sound something like this. Um, you know, I was wrong to do blah, blah, blah. And I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? And asking that question just breaks down the the big wall that has been there. It's really a game changer, as we say in our world nowadays. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then sometimes, you know, particularly if the person that didn't ask your forgiveness is no longer living, mm-hmm. or, you know, that you don't have a, a, a way to really, um, or maybe just don't see a way to really mend that relationship some of the healthiest words that we can either say 
to God as we're talking to him about this person or write down um, is I choose to forgive you for, and then name it and just say, I release that from my life. I will no longer let that hold me um, bound to you in any way, because I think there is such power. I know there's research studies out about how, when you say things in a positive manner, your brain starts to receive that mm. and your mind will go that direction. Well, the same thing is true on the negative side of things that when, when we continue to think about and dwell on the things in our lives that are hurtful, our thoughts just go there and words come out of us that will reflect that situation negatively. And so, um, so sometimes we need to make that conscious choice to say, you know, I choose to forgive you. And if you have the opportunity to say that to the person that's hurt you, of course, that's such a great way to just say, you know, I care about you and I care more about a relationship and I choose to forgive you for these things. And when we acknowledge that, there's things that I've done to hurt you as well. And I'm asking you forgiveness for those, but I'm choosing to let these things go. And one of the things as mom would say is as a counselor, we're not saying those things didn't happen. We're not um, trying to say you need to just sweep it under the rug or forget about it or pretend it was not there. But, but there is a level of being able to work through those hurts um, with counseling and with certainly with prayer. And, but a big piece of it is letting go of those things so that those things don't hold you captive and affect your relationships with your future generations mm-hmm. as well. So um, we just, we want to put things in the proper perspective, but holding on to things really is toxic for us as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much too, for mentioning if, you know, your mom or your daughter is no longer living, because that is so hard, especially this time of year when we're approaching Mother's Day, it's difficult for many people who are missing their loved one. And like you said, perhaps they didn't have the best relationship and that God can still heal that part and, you know, take care of that for them. So thank you for saying that. That was great. And I love in the book, I think it's like more toward the end of the chapters, the mending threads. It reminds me of Mom used to have this sewing box that I loved, and it just reminded me of that because that's one of probably the first things that a mom might teach her daughter, you know, how to sew. I don't know if people do that anymore. I don't really sew anymore, but I mean, it is important to know these things and learn these things, and it's not about the sewing. It's about, you know, being able to learn and glean and and having that time. So that I love those parts. If you want to just talk a little bit about what your thought process was as you were writing the book and including those in the chapters? You know, I think uh, we we talk about threads of conversations Mm -hmm. on our texts. What's the thread that's going on? And so um, if you think about a thread running through a piece of clothing, there's, there's a, there's something that's going through the clothing to make it what it, what it is. And so we thought that the mending threads would be the piece that's consistent in that chapter. The thing that we really wanted people to be able to go back and look at practically and maybe put, put some things to words there. So even just tying it all together, um, that if we're going to be mended to each other, it's going to take a lot of threads, isn't it? That God <laughs> provides for us. And so it was trying to just be um, offering a way that the reader could take those thoughts further. But, but we enjoyed putting together some creative projects. We have something that will allow you to put a sign that you can put in a place where you are seeing it every day, just a word or a phrase that you want to, de- to describe where you are in your relationship with your mom. So we, we have some tools in there to help you kind of visually think through and see some of the things that you can then take further. We have some journaling prompts and some activities for you to do that could just be a way to bring a closer relationship with you and your mother or you and your daughter. 
Nice. Dr. Helen, what were you going to share? I'd love that. You know, I was just going to say the threads always remind me of maybe a way to, to help people connect better. And, um, you know, and also the threads of our heart that mm -hmm. help us to know what our issues are. Because, boy, if we can tag those issues, it helps so much. Mm -hmm. um, the relationship of mother and daughter is so wonderfully fragile and important. And, boy, the enemy of our soul really has come against that relationship generation after generation. And so we really long for your listeners to consider being repairers of the breach and we just thank you that that you're helping us to explore that with them because generation after generation these threads that go down some patterns really do need to be broken and i think of, we were talking about something just a minute ago and i'll go back to that we all love truth as believers we embrace truth it does set us free but we see so many mothers and daughters using truth as a weapon in the relationship and mm. you know no you're wrong no you're wrong and putting truth way above the relationship and Blythe and I really are passionate about the thread of people embracing the relationship and honoring the relationship well above any opinions and including what's true, what each one of them considers to be true. I know Blythe referenced opinions earlier. So I'll just add that caveat now then. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. And I love the thought of the threads too, because when you think about threads and they can be all different colors and, you know, how beautiful embroidery can be. And, you know, when we think about the scripture in Psalms that talks about how we were formed in our mother's womb, but there's also the other thoughts of that. It really means embroidered in our mother's. So it's really mm. beautiful, that whole concept. Mm. So I love that. So if we were to say something to the, to the listener, to encourage them in this situation with maybe a relationship struggle that they're having with their mom or their daughter, what would you want to leave the listener with? I think that I would want to just encourage you who are listening that there is hope for you, regardless of whether your mother or daughter comes closer to you or restores with you that you can be okay, even if your relationship does not get repaired. And certainly we, we desire that. And I do believe that God's desire is for us to be, to be restored. Um, Isaiah 58, 12, that our book comes from talks so much about repairing the ruins between us, but generationally and restoring the age old foundations. And so the, there's been desolation and in, in some relationships, but we don't have to live there. God came for the people of Israel and God comes for us as well. And so um, on a practical level is that, you know, a lot of times we, we have an idea of what our relationship should look like with a mother or daughter, and it rarely probably works out that way. And so being able to um, accept who she is in your life and not putting conditions on her for where she's not coming through, but to take who she is and to view that as the way that um, God, God knew that she was going to be your mother. God formed you for her. And, and so I think it's just trusting God that he knew that you were going to be in a relationship with each other 
And God, what are you telling me in, in this moment of how I'm to relate to her? What am I to say to her? How am I to move forward? We know we can't do it in our own strength. So we would just want to continue to, to say that this is an area where walking closely with God can help mirror your walking with your mother or daughter. Um, and, and that's really our heart. Mm, so true. Well, I sure do agree with Blythe and the woman that's listening. Would you ask God to give you a thought and a word about the next step with your uh, the broken relationship that you long for to be better? You know, just would you be open to that? And I, I pray that you'd hear a clear answer. And if you need... Um, any more encouragement the website that Blythe and I have some of this material on is our O-U-R OurMendedHearts.com and we would just love it if if you were encouraged to do the one more thing um, this this week even Mm, yes what a great week to be able to do that and I love how you gave the information of where they can go to get more information. That's great. Are there other ways that the listener can connect with you? You I'll just add to that. We do have some of these conversation starters that we've referenced um, on our website, Mm ourmendedhearts.com, and they can download those conversation starters for free. We have some there. But then we're also on Facebook under our names, Blythe Daniel and Helen B. McIntosh as well as Instagram. And we love hearing from people that have read our book or just have questions. And, you know, mom has a counselor's heart. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's such a great one to pray. So if you have a prayer request, please message us that through one of the social media outlets. And we would love to pray for you and, and pray for your mother or your daughter as well. So yeah, we, we love hearing from people that God is doing something in our relationships. And I will tell you just as sort of just a, a covering over our time together is that in this day and age, when there's so many relationships that are being taken out, just families being divided on all kinds of issues, the mother-daughter relationship should be one that is strong and will withstand the test of time because mothers give birth to life. And so each mother that's, that's listening, you know what it's like when you gave birth and those daughters that are giving birth. So it's, it's a generational thing of us bringing life. And when there's not life in our relationships, it hurts us and it hurts our families and our future generations. And so we want to do all that we can. And that's really what mom and I, our heart is to do everything that we can to keep our relationship strong and to help others reclaim their relationship or as you said earlier, or just make, make some changes just to make it even better than it could be um, currently. And so we just need to remember that there, there's a force against us to try, to try to sabotage mother-daughter relationships, and we want to stand strong for those. Mm, absolutely. Thank you. That's so beautiful. And you have your girls now, too, and as you said, how it goes from generation to generation, because generations will reap what we sow, and so... This is a great time to make these important changes in our lives and in our relationships and uh, to seek God in that. So thank you, ladies. This has been so fun. And I will just say again how wonderful the book is, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters, and all the great resources that are available to help with those conversation starters, which is awesome. And I will put all of those links in the show notes so people can find you, connect with you, and also grab some of those great resources that you mentioned. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, we're, thank so, you. we're so glad to have had this time. And thank you for 
um, inviting us on and happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Happy yes. Mother's Day to both of you. I love that. Yeah, it's such a great thing to be able to bring this up, you know, at this time. And so I just appreciate you both so much. So thank you. And I thank hope you. to have you on again sometime. Thank you. Thank guys. you so much. Yeah. Enjoy it. Thank God you. Bless. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope what Dr. Helen and Blythe had to say today encouraged you and inspired you to take that brave action to reach out and allow God to lead and guide you in the restoration of a difficult relationship that you might have with your mom or your daughter. Consider buying their book, Mend It, and reading it together. It's a wonderful resource. Also, it makes a great gift. So if you have some friends that you're thinking of that God has put on your heart, pick up a few copies and share it with them too. You can connect with Dr. Helen and Blythe at ourmendedhearts.com and pick up those wonderful conversation starter resources. I'll also put their links to Instagram and Facebook in the show notes as well as that website. So be sure to check it out. Friend, Mother's Day is a beautiful day, a wonderful day to celebrate mothers and it can be a difficult time for some as well. Perhaps you've had a loss God knows that and he wants to restore you and heal you in all the brokenness that you're feeling. Allow him to give you a new perspective to look out and reach out to someone else who might need some encouragement. He can use you as you use the gifts he's given you in great and mighty ways. So remember, Mother's Day isn't just one day of the year, it's every day. And motherhood is a fierce calling. And mama, you are doing it right. You are doing a great job as long as you're putting God first. So happy Mother's Day, and I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, be blessed this Mother's Day. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.